Welcome to Stories Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Weldon. Today's story is called Jemima Puddle Duck, an adaptation of a Beatrix Potter story written for you by Daniel Hines. If you would like to support Stories Podcast and get every episode ad-free and a week early, subscribe to our Wondery Plus Kids feed on iTunes or your Apple Podcast app. We have Stories Podcast merch available at storiespodcast.com shop, including a new McMunter design featuring Mick, Bigfoot, and Nessie. Check it out! We're also on Cameo for all of your personalized video message needs, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram, at Stories Podcast. If you send us a drawing of your favorite scene or character, we'll share it on our feed. Now, here's a word from our sponsors. Hey, grown-ups! Power up your family's playtime with the Nintendo Switch system, the home of Mario and Friends. Jump into the unexpected with Mario, Princess Peach, and more in Super Mario Bros. Wonder. Or challenge each other to a race in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Go to Nintendo.com and browse the full lineup of Nintendo Switch systems. Additional accessories may be required for multiplayer mode. Games, system, and some accessories sold separately. Thanks! Enjoy the episode! Jemima Puddle Duck Once upon a time, there was a little farm famous for one strange sight. A mother hen leading a great gaggling group of ducklings. This was on account of the farmer's wife. She thought that ducks were a little too silly to sit on their own eggs, and that hens did a much better job. She would come every morning and check the ducks for eggs, and any she found, she would move over to the chicken coop. It all seemed easy enough, but what she didn't know was that one of the ducks wanted to sit on her own eggs more than anything in all the world. Her name was Jemima the Puddle Duck. And she had had it. I swear, she said one morning after being liberated of her eggs yet again. Why does this woman insist on taking my eggs? I want to sit on them myself. Unfortunately, she was talking to her sister-in-law, Mrs. Rebecca, who was perfectly happy to have her eggs taken. I don't have the inkling, the desire, or the patience to sit on a nest for 28 days, and you don't either, Jemima. You would run off to chase a butterfly and let them go cold. You know you would. Maybe. But I want to hatch my own eggs, and I will hatch them all by myself, quacked Jemima Puddleduck. Ah, well, suit yourself, said Mrs. Rebecca. Just don't come quacking to me when you get bored sitting in the same spot all day. I won't, said Jemima Puddle Duck. You'll see. I'll sit so good my butt'll get blisters and people will think I'm a statue. I just need to keep my own eggs first. Over the next few days, Jemima tried to hide her eggs from the farmer and his wife. She tried tucking them extra far under her rump, but they found them. She tried laying them under the nest, but they found those too. She even tried flapping her way to the rafters of the little coop and laying up there, but yeah, they found those too. Soon, Jemima Puddleduck had become quite desperate. She was determined to sit on her own eggs, and she realized her only chance was to get off the farm and away from the farmers. Seeing as how she could fly, it wouldn't be particularly hard to escape. She wasn't in a cage, just a loose pen. 
Really, the farmers kept her and the others tamed by feeding them daily and giving them a safe place to sleep, not with a locked door. Well, it might be cold out in the wild, though, Jemima said to herself. So before she left, she went to the clothesline where the farmer's laundry was drying. She stole a fine yellow scarf and a slouchy green hat, and they both fit perfectly. Kind of. More or less. Now I'm ready, she quacked. See you all later, with my ducklings behind me. Jemima didn't fly often, or ever, really, so she was a little rusty. After a few failed attempts, she finally tried running downhill, scarf streaming, and then leaping off into the air. She flew beautifully with a good head start. She flapped out of the pen and into the nearby woods and then landed on a smooth cart road that meandered through the trees. It was early spring with a cool breeze that ruffled the leaves and Jemima's feathers both. She shook herself and then started looking about for a good spot to nest. Too wet, too cold, oh, poison ivy, she said to herself, and began to waddle about in search of a convenient dry nesting place. With some looking, she found she rather fancied a tree stump amongst some tall foxglove flowers. But, seated on the stump, she was startled to find an elegantly dressed gentleman reading a newspaper. He had black pricked-up ears and sandy-colored whiskers. Quack, said Jemima Puddleduck in surprise, with her head and her slouchy hat both turned sideways. Quack, who are you? The gentleman raised his eyes above his newspaper and looked curiously at Jemima. Madam, have you lost your way? He asked. He had a long, bushy red tail which he was sitting on, as the stump was somewhat damp. Jemima thought him mighty kind and handsome, and she had never met an animal like him on the farm. Well, I haven't lost my way, she said. I found my way. Or, that is, I'm finding my way. I'm looking for a new nest, you see, and I need the perfect spot. Oh, is that so? Indeed, said the gentleman with sandy whiskers, looking curiously at Jemima. He folded up the newspaper and put it in his coattail pocket. It is. The farmer's wife takes all my eggs and lets the big lazy hen sit on them. All she does is cluck and sit. She's basically furniture, and she's sitting on my eggs. Indeed, indeed, how interesting, said the gentleman. I wish I could meet with that fowl. I would teach it to mind its own business. But as to a nest, uh, there is no difficulty. I have a sack full of feathers in my woodshed. No, my dear madam, you will be in nobody's way. You may sit there as long as you like, warm and cozy, you and your eggs said the bushy, long-tailed gentleman. How kind you are, said Jemima, practically honking with excitement. Please, lead the way. And the gentleman did lead the way. He led the way right to a very shabby, run-down-looking house amongst the foxgloves. It was built of sticks and sod, and there were two broken buckets, one on top of another, by way of a chimney. This is my summer residence. You would not find my den, my winter house, so convenient, said the hospitable gentleman. 
There was a tumble-down shed at the back of the house made of old soap boxes. The gentleman opened the door and showed Jemima in. The shed was almost completely full of feathers, and it was almost suffocatingly small. But it was very warm and very soft. Jemima Puddleduck was rather surprised to find such a vast quantity of feathers. But it was very comfortable, and she made a nest without any trouble at all. When she came out, the sandy-whiskered gentleman was sitting on a log reading the newspaper. At least he had it spread out, but he was looking over the top of it. He was so polite that he seemed almost sorry to let Jemima go home for the night. He promised to take great care of her nest until she came back again the next day. I simply love eggs and ducklings, he said with a wide smile. I'll be proud to see a fine nestful in my very own woodshed. Jemima Puddleduck came every afternoon. She laid nine eggs in the nest. They were greeny-white and very large. The foxy gentleman admired them immensely. He used to turn them over and count them when Jemima was not there. At last, Jemima told him that she intended to begin to sit and try and hatch them the next day. And I will bring a bag of corn with me so that I need never leave my nest until the eggs are hatched. They might catch cold, said the conscientious Jemima. Madam, said the gentleman, I beg you not to trouble yourself with the bag. I will provide oats. But before you start your long, boring sitting, I intend to give you a treat. Let us have a dinner party all to ourselves. May I ask you to bring up some herbs from the farm garden to make a savory dinner? Sage and thyme and mint and two onions and some parsley. I will provide lard for the stuffing, lard for the meal, said the hospitable gentleman with sandy whiskers. Now, by this point, most would have realized that the foxy gentleman was actually just a fox, though in her defense, Jemima had never met one. She might also have realized that sage and thyme and onions and all the rest were the ingredients for roast duck. But Jemima Puddle Duck had never had roast duck, so she can be forgiven for that, too. She spent the next morning gathering all different sorts of herbs that are useful for stuffing roast duck. Once she had a good bundle of them, she waddled into the kitchen to fetch a little basket. The farm dog, a collie named Kep, met her coming out. What are you doing with those onions? He asked suspiciously. Where do you go every afternoon by yourself, Jemima Puddle Duck? It's safer here on the farm. Jemima had always found Kep to be a very nice dog, not even minding when she stole a tuft or two of his fur to make her nest warmer. Well, you see, I wanted to lay my own eggs, she went on, and told the collie the whole story of leaving the farm and meeting the gentleman and laying eggs in his shed. The collie listened, with his wise head on one shoulder. He grinned when she described the polite gentleman with sandy whiskers. Kep then asked several questions about the wood and the exact position of the house and shed. Then he went out and trotted down to the village. He went to look for two foxhound puppies he knew, who were always hanging by the butcher for a bone. Jemima Puddleduck went up the cart road for the last time on that sunny afternoon. 
She was rather burdened with bunches of herbs and two onions in a bag and all that. But still, she managed to get airborne. She flew over the wood and landed next to the house of the fine gentleman. He was sitting on a log sniffing the air, and he kept glancing uneasily around the wood. When Jemima landed, he nearly jumped out of his fur. Come into the house as soon as you have looked at your eggs. Give me the herbs for dinner. Be sharp. He was rather abrupt. Jemima Puddleduck had never heard him speak like that. She felt surprised and uncomfortable, but still, she went to the shed. This time, though, the fox slammed the door shut behind her and snapped a lock. Quack, said Jemima Puddleduck in surprise. Quack, what are you doing? I smell dog, the gentleman said, and I've worked too hard on this meal of roast duck and eggs for them to stop me. Roast? Wait, roast duck? Jemima said. Quack, quack, do you mean me? Of course I mean you, snapped the fox. Now be quiet and cook. Jemima looked around herself in the shed. With slow horror, she realized all the feathers were gone, replaced by very dry, very flammable hay. Outside, she heard the scrape of a lighter, and then smoke started to waft in from the walls. I wanted to stuff you and cook you in the oven, he said, but there's no time with dogs nosing about. Now hurry up and turn into dinner. Jemima quacked more and flapped against the walls, but it was no good. Orange flames licked through the slats of wood, and some of the hay was smoldering now. The air filled with a thick black smoke, and she started to cough and cough. Suddenly, she heard a commotion outside. What could it be? It didn't matter. The entire wall creaked and then burst into flame. It was hot now, too hot, and Jemima took off her scarf and slouchy hat, cringing back against the far wall, the fire creeping closer and closer. Jemima? came a voice from outside. It was loud and strong. It was Kep the Collie. Kep! she quacked. I'm in here! He tricked me! Please don't let him eat me for dinner! Stand back! he barked. A second later, the fire-weakened wall burst in with a cloud of smoke and cinders. Jemima felt strong jaws close around her body and gently carry her out of the fire and into fresh air. She coughed and quacked and honked until she could breathe again. When she looked up, Kep was standing there, and the rest was quiet. You saved me, she said. How did you know? You're not the first to be fooled by a fox, the dog said. It's my job to keep you all safe, even from yourselves. Sorry I left, Jemima Puddleduck said sadly. I just wanted to sit on my own eggs. Oh, my eggs, they're in the fire. On it, said another voice. Jemima turned and saw two foxhound puppies trotting out of the woods. They leapt into the smoldering shed and recovered Jemima's eggs, all nine of them. Oh, thank you, she cried, giving them both a quacking hug. But what about the fox? The two foxhounds looked at each other and grinned. Oh, he won't be planning any dinners around here again. Don't worry about that. <laughs> 
Well, thank heavens, Jemima said. I think I brought my own stuffing. The dogs laughed, and then they brought the silly duck home to the farm. She kept her eggs, though, and with Kep's help, she even got to sit on them. And while it was boring, and maybe she wandered away a couple times here and there, a couple months later, Kep was proud to see her waddling along, nine little ducklings in tow. The End Today's story, Jemima Puddle Duck, was an adaptation of a Beatrix Potter story, written for you by Daniel Hines, edited and produced for you by Andrew Martin, and performed for you by me, Amanda Weldon. Thanks for listening! Hey, Prime members! You can listen to Stories Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today! Or you can listen early and ad-free with Wondery Plus Kids in Apple Podcasts. Grown-ups, before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hello! We're so thrilled to share that we've partnered with some incredible brands that we think you're going to love. Parents, if you're looking for items like a helper tower to get your kids more involved in the kitchen or fresh activity books to work on while the family is listening to their favorite podcasts, look no further than the Stories Shop. All you have to do is go to starglowmedia.com stories to check out family-friendly brands curated by the Stories team just for you. That's starglowmedia.com slash stories.